After days of argument over the precise wording, the United Nations Security Council has passed a resolution on the conflict in Gaza, calling for the unhindered delivery of humanitarian assistance, but stopping short of supporting an immediate ceasefire. Instead, it urges the creation of the conditions for a cessation of hostilities. Thirteen council members voted for it, with the US and Russia abstaining. A UN agency has warned that Gaza's entire population is at risk of starvation. In a moment, we'll be reporting on the situation on the ground in Gaza, but first to Washington and our correspondent there, John Sudworth. John. Well, the mere fact that there is an agreement is, for many people, Rita, a success in itself. Diplomats ahead of the vote today speaking of the dire humanitarian need in Gaza, and that concern is certainly front and centre of this resolution. But it is also undoubtedly a compromise. The US making its position clear through days of torturous negotiations that there was no point demanding that Israel stop fighting or that it give up its insistence on screening and monitoring the aid going across the Gaza border if it has simply no intention of doing either. After the long drawn out diplomacy, the drafting and redrafting, finally the moment of truth. The wide show of support from most Security Council members was no surprise. The resolution the UAE has put in blue this morning responds to the calls for a sustainable cessation of hostilities and a massive scale-up of humanitarian aid. Often, in diplomacy, the challenge is meeting the moment in the world we live in, not in the world that we want. All eyes were on the US and Russia. Abstenciones. In the end, they both abstained. But it wasn't a veto, and so the resolution passed. On the ground, its immediate practical implications may be limited. The US did much to tone down the language, motivated by what it sees as Israel's right to keep fighting. So the call for an immediate ceasefire has gone, replaced instead with a call only for the conditions that might eventually lead to one. And the insistence in earlier drafts that the United Nations take control of the delivery of aid has also been struck out. The final version now talks of consulting all relevant parties. As always, the geopolitics were never far from the surface. With Russia describing the US as shameful for not calling for a ceasefire, the US in turn dismissed that claim given Russia's actions in Ukraine and then made clear it had lingering concerns of its own. While we are encouraged that the Council spoke out on this humanitarian crisis, we're deeply disappointed, appalled actually, that once again the Council was not able to condemn Hamas's horrific terrorist attack on October 7th. Despite the differences, though, there is now agreement on the scale of the crisis in Gaza and the intent, at least, to do more to address it. John Sudworth, BBC News, Washington. Well, in Gaza itself, the Hamas-run health authority says more than 20,000 people have been killed by Israeli forces. And it emerged today that an American-Israeli hostage being held by Hamas, designated a terrorist organization by the UK government, is believed to have died in captivity. President Biden said he was heartbroken by the news. Our Middle East correspondent Lucy Williamson reports now from Jerusalem. When Israel and Hamas refuse to budge from their positions, the people of Gaza must move instead. With the road to negotiations blocked, 
the wall roams free. Bered camp, the latest target for evacuation warnings. Some, like Jihad, had fled here to escape the fighting elsewhere. The situation inside the camp is dire. People are dying, others are evacuating. The conditions are extremely challenging. There's a shortage of blankets, clothes, essential items. NASA hospital in Khan Yunis, one of just nine still functioning in Gaza. The Palestinian Red Crescent says epidemics are taking hold because of a lack of food and medicine. Maheda brought her son Zaid here, suffering from a lung infection, blood clots and convulsions. He spent 18 days in intensive care. Nowhere is safe, nowhere is clean. I'm in despair because there is no solution. Even if my child is okay, there is nowhere safe for us to go. Even the hospital is not clean. I don't know where to turn. I'm exhausted and my child is slowly dying. New analysis suggests that two-thirds of northern Gaza has been destroyed. Seen from space, researchers say, Gaza is now a different colour and texture. Israel says the war in Gaza will continue until Hamas is destroyed, that it's killed thousands of the group's fighters, unearthed vast tunnel networks, but Hamas rockets are still being fired into Israel. And today, another Israeli hostage was reported dead. Gadi Haggai, a 73-year-old musician, kidnapped from kibbutz near Oz, along with his wife, Judy. Mohammed was just weeks old when the war began. His grandfather buried him today, along with his mother and father, all killed in a strike on Rafa overnight. The price of war paid by a baby whose grandfather will never now know peace. Lucy Williamson, BBC News, Jerusalem. Let's go back to John Sudworth in Washington. Uh, John, if the UN resolution, as you said, has little immediate practical impact, what does happen next? Well, as so often in diplomacy, Rita, points of high principle have surrendered to real politic. There is no call for an immediate ceasefire. The UN has failed in its efforts to wrestle control of aid flows into Gaza away from Israel. So, you know, you might well ask that question. What is the point then of this resolution of broad principle? I think in the end, for those who say that this has achieved something, the important thing isn't just the agreement itself, but the fact that it now has the backing of really the only outside power that has clout in this conflict, Israel's staunch ally, the United States. And of course, this resolution, although Israel may choose to ignore the letter of it, does have the force of international law. And the US can, perhaps behind the scenes, now use this to pressure Israel, some observers will hope, to do more to minimise civilian casualties and to work harder to increase those flows of aid into Gaza.